You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome, Sid Talk. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Don't forget, spring forward tonight, daylight savings changing. Uh, well, no, because they're not listening to it today. They'll be listening to it tomorrow. So basically, you're telling them too late. All right. Don't forget. Last night, forward, you should have changed night. back. Well, then again, they could be listening to this in 2025. Don't forget, spring forward whenever it's time to spring forward. That's good, yeah. What will springing forward give us? I don't know. I don't know anymore about this daylight savings time stuff. Me neither. Something to do with the farmers? Something, but then when you, I think it was. But then when you talk to farmers, they say, no, wish it didn't happen. What farmers are you talking to? Well, I've been talking to a lot of farmers recently, interviewing them on their various... He's uh, lying to you. He does not talk to farmers. I've just seen uh, articles that say it's supposed to be for the farmers, and then the articles talk about that farmers don't want it. Right. So why are we at it? Why are we talking about it? Because it's interesting. (laughs) Because it's a man-made phenomenon that doesn't really need to exist. Like the construct of time. It's not a phenomenon. It's just... (laughs) You're cracking me up. That's not before. That's not the before the after the show discussion at all. <laughs> like, it wasn't even, you just started on that as soon as we got into here, and that's it. Before the after the show was not a lot. Me making a little website on Google Sites and you testing your stuff over there, and that's it. Uninteresting today. All right, it's Saturday, March the thirteenth. This is after the show six hundred and seventy-five. The movie we're looking at this week is Horizon Line. It's a 2020 movie released on Blu-ray now. It's rated PG-13. Our friends from Universal sent us the Blu-ray for review. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of the movie Horizon Line. I'm not sure if you want me to. All right, I'll give you the one. Okay, do it. Former couple Sarah and Jackson board a single-engine plane for a routine and casual flight to a French tropical island wedding. However, within minutes of takeoff, the pilot suffers a fatal heart attack leaving them with no idea where they are and no clue of how to land the plane. With nothing but miles of ocean and sky in every direction and a terrifying storm that's about to envelope them, Sarah and Jackson have only one shot and there's no going back. Hmm. Do you like it? Uh, uh, uh. Should I just kick off by giving my actual opinion of this movie? No. <laughs> Do you think there's enough suspense now that I've said that? The people be like hanging on for the whole podcast just to hear. Well, that was the synopsis. Let's move. Okay, well, I grunted at the synopsis. So there's a clue. There's a clue. So (laughs) now I'm going to ask you, what did you think of Horizon Line? (laughs) Oh my gosh, where do I begin? I hated it. I really did. I thought it was so dumb. I could barely. I am not kidding you. You know me. I do not distract during movies. I don't talk. I don't want to get up. I want the world to disappear. And I was tempted at about the halfway mark to actually look at my phone. I am not kidding. This is not like me. I was so uninterested in these people and their stupid fucking little thing they're doing. I just couldn't care any less. All right. Just let, let's back up a little bit. <laughs> well, I think that says it all, don't you think? Yeah, so this movie is a um, it's a typical it's a genre, isn't it? 
survival genre? I don't know. I don't think we should give it any credit like that. It's like like speed, you know, a relationship that's either forged in or cemented in a very traumatic survival situation. That's it. It's very, um, one thing I noticed about the movie, it's very, like, written, like, you can feel the pages of the script, like, we'll do this thing here, so it sets up that here, and we'll, if we mention a thing here, that'll come back later to Oh, always, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you can see it all a mile off, what's coming with this movie. Yeah. The beginning part of the movie, where she, you know, it spends a good, like, 15, 20 minutes, like, of her going to this... Mauritius to a friend's wedding place. Well, there's even a bit where she's in London at the beginning and then mm-hmm. there's a, they fill her in a little bit and then she goes to Mauritius and then it shows you her smoking a bit and then <laughs> it shows you her picking up some weird hooch from some guy. It's all a bit like disjointed, that beginning part for me. It was like, I was like, where is this movie going? What is this movie? Is it uh, a- I don't even know. I, here's the thing. Did you, have, did you have a feeling like it was some kind of sinister thing, though, when she went to go and pick up that hooch? I was like, is this some sinister... Not there, I didn't know. Well, I did just assumed once they were in the plane, there was something horrible going to happen. Right. I didn't have anything until then. I was completely void of any interest whatsoever from almost the first two minutes, and I'm not exaggerating. As soon as we showed the stupid fucking video that they put the filter on, yes, it's on her phone, So, oh, she probably made a cute filter. But for the filmmaker to think that in 30 seconds telling us about how much, like, supposedly they're in love and what a great time they've had on this island with watching this video on her phone. Literally, she's holding the phone down on the table. They're watching the video of them together over the last year, as we find out, on this island. It looks like shit. I didn't care. Unless they, I thought to myself in that first couple of minutes, I thought, unless this is like, a really cheap knockoff of, you know, Hostel <laughs> or Saw or what was the other one we saw where, you know, you get trapped in this island situation and then some, something horrible is going to happen to you, I'm out. And I, I think I just checked out right then and then it never got better. Well, I didn't even try. I actually, because it, it's got a plane on the cover, so I assumed it was some kind of plane movie, right? Otherwise, I didn't know what it was. Also, it was a PG-13. The big thing, splash screen comes up saying PG-13. Mm. So I was like, oh, this is not like a horror movie or whatever, which it could have been. Like the beginning, the opening of it, I was like, oh, this is going to be something horrible or sinister. But then I kept thinking, no, it's PG-13. So probably not. But there was a lot of smoking considering it was a PG-13. <laughs> you were really fixated on that. I'm like, I don't even, don't even care well, about that one of the things part. I said to you was, you don't really see loads of people smoking on movies. Yet, in this movie, they made a really, like, effort to show you people smoking. Well, just like, three people. Do you think they got a, a smoking sponsor or something to, who, like, funded the There were no the cigarettes. Movie? It was like, you're on the island, you're in vacation... The one woman's getting married. The other guy's clearly smoking dope, like, because it's just, he's giving her some homemade hooch. And, you know what I mean? It's just the part of the culture that she's, that's the relaxed world over there. And then her uptight world over there in London, which we barely saw, to be fair. But Yeah, like for a second. I feel like it was just a real life depiction. People smoke. I realize we're out of the loop on this, but people still smoke a lot. So I like a movie where people are in peril. But I agree with you, this movie. I hated both characters. <laughs> I wasn't sure what you would think. I'm just like, is he enjoying this? Because if I were to say right now, do we have to watch the rest of this? <laughs> no, I'm always up for watching all of something. <laughs> I am too. This is 
This is why it was extraordinary, because I love all kinds of crappy movies. You know this. I like crappy stuff. I'm in it for the terrible, like, zombie movies and cheap television shows. This was just so... It was like... It was like a really bad... Badly made. Not bad as in, like, just bad quality, because it looked nice a lot. And, you know, solid production values and everything. All that looked okay. But it was like a really cheap-end TV movie or a movie that you would only ever find downloaded on Netflix or to see on Netflix where you're like, oh, I've never even heard of this one, right? Because it just never made it anywhere. And not trying to insult everyone who made this movie, but oh my goodness, I'm just, I wasn't into it. It's made by the, I think it's made by like the production company that did um, Greenland that we saw recently. Okay, there's just, it's not the same vibe, obviously, in terms of story No, but it's got a certain but... level of budget as well, hasn't it? Like, it's... Um, now, what did you think of the plane stuff? Do you... I mean, it's very green screeny a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem I had in it, it's like suspension of disbelief. There's a load of it. Like, they open the door of the plane and the level of, like, wind in the face is like... Uh, <laughs> there's, like, just a fan in front of them. Very small fan. Like, you know, and we've seen people skydive... When you open the side of a plane that's like 15,000 feet up, your face kind of ripples the wind is so turbulent. In this movie, they open the door quite a few times and there's just barely anything. It's very bad. Like, I almost feel like they give the guy actor like that really shitty hairstyle because it doesn't move very much in the wind. <laughs> they wanted to make it more dynamic. No, just so it didn't <laughs> look so bad. Like, if he had longer hair, like it would, and it wasn't flapping around as much. They go out on the wing and stuff of the plane and, like, there's barely any wind on them. It just looks very, like... I disagree with that completely. She was completely... Had that big, giant Hollywood fan blown in her face. Yeah, but it was not enough for what she was doing. Like, she's on top of a wing of a plane. They're going very fast. They're thousands of feet in the air. And the amount of wind... It's just... I kept going. I kept thinking that's not let's just, real. Let's just have a quick review here. What are we discussing? You're talking about people smoking in this movie, which is nothing to do with the story. No, I'm talking. You're about You're also the- talking about the air blowing on her face. I'm talking about just everything in general being blah. We're not actually talking about the movie. Yeah, well, yeah. So there is. Um, no, I mean also- this. Is what I'm saying. These distractions mean something, right? There's also um, other suspension of disbeliefs. The other one is. Turns out the hooch that she bought at the beginning that they've got on the plane, they decide they can use it for fuel because the plane's running out of fuel. Just pour hooch into the plane and then it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that just sounded like a, like, really? <laughs> that's a, that's. A I mean, plan? that's what homemade booze is, right? You take a grain of some kind and you al- make it into alcohol. That's what ethanol is. Are you, do you feel I'm not that? telling you to drink jet fluid. I'm saying that it would burn, right? I don't think it would work. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. No. I'm just saying that was not super implausible to me for them to think that that might be a solution. That's where I went with that. Other thing that really bugged me, like a lot, is the pilot of the plane has a heart attack. There's a sad moment where they take him to the back of the plane and realize he's dead. And then they get back in the seats and they get on the radio. Yeah. And she says, they get somebody on the radio. And the first thing she says to the guy on the radio is a bunch of stuff. Not that the pilot's dead. She doesn't get to the pilot's dead till like the third sentence. She said we're all alone up here. Yeah, but I mean, it was like, I was like, you don't, it's like, uh, we had this like emotional moment where um, Keith David goes to the back of the plane dead. <laughs> Spoiler! There's also a bunch of uh, times where the, 
the plane like sharply goes downwards. Like I'm talking like a roller coaster downwards, <laughs> but dead pilot guy is still in the same position at the back. <laughs> and so are the bottles of booze. Yeah, they don't ever like flip over or smash into them. Again, we're think we're focusing on details that are distractions from what if- we should. What you should be experiencing is. The world these characters are living in, the trauma they're going through, whatever problems they're trying to solve, that's what your intention of being told a story is all about, right? Regardless if it's a book or a podcast or a movie any or just someone telling you a story. But when you're distracted by stuff like that, it's like, oh. And I'll just say right now, I from the minute we met this character, the lady did a fine job. I thought sometimes. It was about 50-50, I guess. I despise this woman. She's selfish. Yeah, she's definitely not likable. She's very up her own ass, and I I don't have a problem with confident women and shit. I'm really bold and, like, forward and big-mouthed and everything, but this person is very unlikable. Like, I don't know. She's Then she's, like, staring at him at the, at the point where she might have to go out on the plane. She's like, yeah, I can do this. I... I can do this. And then they like zoom in on her big wide eyes. I'm just like, what the, what? I just, I was turned off by that character from d- minute one. Yeah, she's very, um. And I've been turned around on characters before. I've started out disliking and then be like, okay, okay, you've won me over, right? So this one did not. I mean, she's unlikable, even the way she interacts with a friend and the way she's like ogling the guy coming up and the- Yeah. Like, it's very un... She's unappealing to yeah. me. I mean, the, the lady's fine, but the, yeah. the thing is, like, the way she's written, and even the dudes, the dude... <laughs> the other thing that makes this movie really shitty for me, and, like, less like it, you know, because it should be... I said to you, uh, people trapped in a plane trying to land a plane. It should be cool, and it should be fun, and maybe it should be a bit terrifying, but uh, it's none of that, and then there's this, like bogus love story in the middle of it that's just shite highly bogus yes yeah it's just like explain like the well i mean she's there for whatever she's also just this sort of and i said i'm old i'm gonna admit i'm 53 and a half plus so i'm getting into the generational thing where some of these behaviors and attitudes and whatever might be starting to get on my nerves and i don't know i'm i try to resist okay it is what it is <laughs> i'm not and I, <laughs> that's not me at all i'm not in that age bracket but okay millennial. this attitude of like in the and this isn't about the character this is about the story writing the way the people have written the story you get one line where she quickly mumbles something 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 my boss is awesome i've been here for a year already and i'm gonna have to go back to the city and blah 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 that's it. So we're now supposed to think, okay, she's very professional. She's got this groovy, hot, awesome job that gave her a year off to come to an island where now she's, quote unquote, fallen in love with a guy, but not really because she's ready to leave. And then she's like, I don't like goodbyes. And then she banks on him whenever he goes to the toilet, right? Yes. But we have never, we never get an explanation for that, except- uh, that's That scene made me want to like- <laughs> Get up and leave. Punch myself in the face. <laughs> I was like, can this movie go to the toilet so I can escape, please? <laughs> that that scene, it's the opening scene. Yeah. That, but that scene, made, it made me want to stand on my own foot and punch myself in the face. <laughs> oh my God, we're terrible. You know when he stood there with that gormless look on his face yes. when she's gone? And it's in slow motion. It, I'm, like, I'm just Ugh. glad it's not just me. And I didn't say any of this during the movie. I didn't say, I didn't give you any hint at all that I was like, why are we watching this movie? And then I thought, selfishly, well, this will make a good discussion. <laughs> All right. So about the plane stuff. 
Oh, well, um, so first we were getting built up. So she's been there a year and now she's left and now we move forward a year and now her friend is getting married. She she's, she lives on the island, her friend does. So she has to come back and of course she's going to encounter this guy, which is another time for me to dislike her because he just go, he's up on the beach with a, with a group of people and she has to sort of like wedge her way in and be like, well, we don't want it to be awkward and how are you? And I'll walk you half of the way home. And he's just like, no, thanks. Yeah, he like kind of looks at her like she's a pain in the ass. I don't yes, want anything to do with her. She's very unpleasant. And then, then... Then she weaseled her way in and then he slept with her. <laughs> yeah. And then they happen so to then, be on the same right, plane. Right, so then, of course, they oversleep. They don't get on the ferry to go to the wedding. And now they have to get on the plane with this guy who they both know. Then You know what that reminds dies. me of? That movie with Harrison Ford and Anne mm-hmm. Hesch. Of course. It's that movie, isn't it? It's a lot of movies all smushed together because it isn't written very well. So then they're forced on a plane together, the pilot has a heart attack, and then their love has to save the day. <laughs> Is that right? Well, I don't know. And the hooch. Yeah, hooch, love. So it's yeah. all a metaphor, because in the beginning she bails on this idea of giving up what she wants in life, which apparently is a high-powered job in a big city, to settle into this island life with this guy who she may or may not care about, right? She's afraid of commitment, maybe, afraid of the scariness of just giving up all that life for this life. I don't know what it is. But the whole movie is about that, because as we go through, she is challenged now to make really tough decisions really quickly, you know, like going out on going out on a limb. No, going out on the wing of a plane, basically, like stop being a chicken shit and just live your life, essentially, is the whole theme of it. And then there's a lot of like, when they're... F- Right in the jaws of death, they look at each other longingly mm-hmm. and say, like, really kind of corny shit to each other. Yeah. It's a bit Jack, uh, Jack and Rose at Titanic at the oh end. Oh, my God. Her screaming his name. I was like, please, please tell me you're not trying to do a Jack and I Rose. I actually thought it was a Jack. Saturday night skit, Saturday Night Live <laughs> skit, Jack and Rose on a plane. Oh, my God. We're terrible. But it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. But then it, like, um, it tries to resolve itself, and then it's just kind of blah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, the yeah. end of it is... I, th- I was like, well, maybe this... Maybe there is something to this, a twist or a thing. But it really is, like, paint-by-numbers movie, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's like, set up the relationship thing, whack them in a plane together, now the shit is the fan. Oh, conveniently, she's done a little bit of flying. Yes. The pilot who dies has yeah. taught her a little bit about... A little bit. Yeah. The autopilot's broken. Both their cell phones are broken. Don't know why. I mean, it shows hers early in the movie that she's got a crack in the screen. But why is his broken? Because <laughs> he's like, oh, I can use my phone for the GPS. And then he looks at his it, phone he instantly. Said, he says dead. So it means... And he goes, oh, dead. Yeah. Yeah, but anybody who owns a cell phone, when they've been a, when they go asleep, they charge it, right? Well, he was having sex with her, so he probably didn't think of it. Oh, yeah, don't oh, forget so, that part. So the relationship that that caused <laughs> that too. Then her phone. We can't think of enough things to say. <laughs> then listen good. though, her phone had a crack in it yesterday, and she was using it just fine. But today it doesn't work with the same crack in it. I'm thinking it's just, I think what they're saying is, see, we're old, we're just, we need to get in the young person mind. It's just dead as in the battery's dead. It right. can't, it can't get a signal. The autopilot and the plane breaks. Mm-hmm. What else breaks? The compass breaks. And Everything he, that you need. The and compass. then he tries to make a compass out of a, a glass of hooch and a cork and a needle. Mm-hmm. That part was like, what? That's probably science right there. So it we can't is, argue but, with that. But this guy, this guy wouldn't know that. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, another movie I thought of was um, The Space Between, is it? The Distance Between? Yes, I remember that one. Where everything that could happen to, is it Idris Elba and... Uh, Kate Winslet. Yes, yeah, speaking of Jack and what's-her-face. <laughs> right? <laughs> it was her. And they had that thing where... They That's were, the one where they crash on a mountain. Another airplane. They crash on a plane yeah. and they're stuck on a mountain and they have to get to wherever. And every single bad thing that could happen to those two people happens just individually to those two people. Like, you know. But guess what? That movie was good. <laughs> it a, really was. There's an intangible... Well, there's storytelling that's crappy... And that always stands out to me, unless the movie is so bad that it makes it funny, right? Writing a story where the leading lady or whatever she is just happens to be able to... What did she do to his arm? She's not a freaking doctor. She put a piece of wood and wrapped it with a bandage. No, first she snapped it back into place. She just went like... Oh, yeah, she did do that. Who would know to do that? And that was so silly. So you've just got this badly written character. He's fine. He's neutral, right? There's nothing... He's really boring. He's boring, but I mean, there's nothing... um, This is my best way I can look at it. There's nothing I didn't like about him. When he he went out on the... You know, when he tied a little rope around him and went out of the Mm -hmm. plane, I was almost laughing at that scene. It looked so stupid. I literally started laughing. Yeah. I was like... You know when he's looking in the window at her? Yep. And again, there's barely any wind on him. I'm like... And he's got his tiny little rope that he tied. I was like, what, that, what the fuck is that rope? <laughs> it would do nothing. It would just cut you in half, probably. It would cut you in half. <laughs> yes. So, Which, yeah, if I, they'd gone that direction, you know? One more, but it was PG-13. And the thing is, this movie's not play. It's not tongue-in-cheek. It's not got no. a sense of humor. It's all very serious, right? It really does not have a sense of humor. No. So it's not like, oh, well, I can laugh at this because it's kind of bad in a funny way. Because there is none of that. It's actually played seriously. Like, yeah. This is happening. We're going to die. Nobody's having a laugh here. <laughs> no. There's never a smile. Not at all. So, yeah. Ooh, it's I, exhausting to dislike something so much. Yeah, I didn't find a lot in it, really. Yeah, and then at the end, like, to, towards the end, they even, like, hinted of, of a shark attack. I know. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Luckily, they didn't go that way, but, like... I was like, oh, another thing layered on top of the thing, on top of the thing, on top of the thing. I felt like that was also a joke. Was it all just a joke to make people like us think it's serious? Like one of these modern snotty things that, I'm going to say it again, younger people think is hilarious. Like, oh, it's just so ridiculous. Why would you even... It's all meaningless anyway. So why bother even making a serious movie at all? Why are we even talking about it? It's just dumb. Yeah. Say, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> So, let's get on to the cast. How old are the people who wrote this and made it? I don't know, but it does say on the cover, from the creators of 10 Cloverfield Lane and The Shallows. Mm. Um, 10 Cloverfield Lane is excellent. I loved it. The Shallows, I really love too. I don't know about it saying, in small letters, it says from the creators. Now, J.J. Abrams' company made 10 Cloverfield Lane and The Shallows was a Sony thing, and this is a universal thing. So, who exactly are these creators? Is it just one of the guys? Exactly. You know? And it's in very small letters, so I don't, I'm not sure. Anyway, the people uh, involved here. Alison Williams plays Sarah. What do you think of... we? I was like, I know this woman from somewhere. I know her from somewhere. Turns out she's from the movie Get Out. She's like the main character, the girl in that. Mm-hmm. How did you like her I don't her here? know for sure. I don't want to be rude. I mean, I am usually not have a pro- don't have a problem with that, but I felt like it was pretty... 
There was um, some really bad... Um, emo- when she had to deliver some emotional stuff, it just looked like bad because she, yes, she was like trying hard to cry. disconnect of emotion. Yes. Like, complete. And But it's all about her. Her little journey to... And it's not even a nice arc or anything of the character, right? Like, that old trope of, like, you were here, now you're here at the end. I don't know. She just... It was all very blank. Yeah. Is that what you mean by just... Yeah. I didn't, never felt for her. I couldn't care less. I didn't really. I was hoping that shark bit her at the end. I mean, I like her. That's the, that yeah, was my her, conundrum. I mean, I'm not, yeah, not her, but the character. But then the way she, maybe that's, you know, well, you can't blame the part though, can you? No. Okay. But I mean, she did, oh, I mean, no, she didn't. <laughs> some of the, some of it was laughably bad. The, some of the line delivery. like Yes. Like that where they were in the jaws of death, like I said, and they were doing and they were saying like lovey stuff to each other. It just came across as like crap. Like it came across as like Yeah, like they could barely get through it without giggling and laughing and yeah. yucking it up and they both had their phones in their hand down under out of camera shot and like the instant they cut they're like I don't know, it just felt very disconnected from actually telling me the story of these people. I have to say there was a the scene where Keith David had just had his heart attack and they were both supposed to be like showing grief and all that. There was an expression on the guy's face in one of the shots where you weren't supposed to be looking at him. The camera was focused on her. Mm. But if you looked at him to the side, it looked like he was laughing. Mm. And I was like, what? Is he? Is that his sad face? Because it <laughs> looks like he's laughing. <laughs> we're ta- picking, we're picking. Talking to the guy, Alexander Draymond, he plays Jackson. And like I said to you, it's just like the character of Jackson is super boring anyway, right? He really is. It's like a cardboard cutout character. Yeah. Um, I'm not anything against the guy, but well, there's nothing to get behind for me because I was like, I don't even like the guy. <laughs> you know? Yes. He's pretty lame. <laughs> I'm not really. He's in- not. Un- he's not unlikable. Like he doesn't come off like a jerk. He doesn't seem. And oh my god! Oh, here's another moment when she's like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I left. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. You had to leave. No, he goes, I'm sorry. I was selfish. I should have thought about your needs. I'm like, oh my God, are we shoehorning this in now? Oh yeah, he did say that. Oh my God. (laughs) I was vomiting in my um, my mouth during that part. (laughs) I really hope these people don't listen to this. (laughs) I don't want to hurt their feelings, but I mean, you know, maybe it's just, I was in the mood for it even. I'm like, oh, well plane crashing interesting what's this gonna be you know what i mean i wasn't like in a weird pissy mood or anything i can appreciate a shitty movie as well sometimes but it has to have something kind of quirky and it weird yeah exactly yeah. i was gonna say it's kind of well made but i mean it's glossy enough it's obviously got a lot of cgi right mm-hmm. like a lot they're, they're in a you know, they're just in a fuselage and there's a lot of green screens. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, yeah. But I wasn't actually thinking about that, weirdly enough. I wasn't thinking, oh, that looks really shitty in that, you know? Because the actual way you're looking out of the plane onto the sea and everything, I thought it looked reasonably fine. Oh, I thought it looked pretty crappy most of the time. I mean, there's a lot of lens flare to make it less fake. You try mm-hmm. and put lens flare in so it doesn't look as... I don't know. But I, I thought some of it looked all right. Like the plane, but the plane flying through the storm was like kind of ridiculous. She's like, 
climbed like the plane like like a roller coaster up to the top then they what they had some hallucinations or something they kind of went weird well he told he told him remember that thing that was telegraphed at the beginning if you go over twenty thousand feet you're getting yeah. altitude sickness but the way it was portrayed was like oh god they got high yeah they got high and then they came back down and, and she like, passed out <laughs> yeah um, I hope well, somebody's keeping track of every single negative thing we say. <laughs> got Keith David as Freddie Wyman. Keith, Keith David, David was fine. He he's was the, the best, best part. He was the best thing. <laughs> the best Keith David's thing. always really... I, fi- I find him like... He plays the same character every time. Let's not get... You know, um, Not always. That's not... No, he's not one of those. I don't equate him to your guy from wherever you're from. And then um, Morgan Freeman. Oh, Michael I do. Michael kind of. I don't. I feel like I've seen enough of him to see lots of variations. But this one, you know, he's just the older guy who flies the plane and... Lost his woman. Yeah. He's uh, got obviously got... That's so we don't have to feel too bad when they throw him out of the plane. <laughs> I felt really bad. Like, they're not going to have to answer to anybody for that. <laughs> well, my uh, thing was, oh, there goes the best part of the movie. <laughs> out, out the window. The yeah. <laughs> We're terrible. I'm laughing because it's so, it's unusual. We don't come across these very often. So this is directed by Mikhail Massimain, and he's a TV director, not done movies. Probably. What kind of TV, though? We have to now make a new designation because there's a lot of kick-ass TV out there. Come on. I mean, yeah, well, Stranger this guy Things didn't is a TV game, show, essentially. This guy didn't direct Game of Thrones. I'm not saying Game of Thrones is a high standard. It's good. But, I mean, there's so much good stuff that's geared toward yeah, actually, either streaming on or just watching on television these days. I don't know that that's... It's not even a distinction anymore. It, I mean, it doesn't make you separate from feature films anymore. He actually did direct uh, some movie, a, a movie called Call Girl. You know that one? Not sure. It's a Swedish movie. Probably not. But mostly he is involved in television. He was the second unit director on Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which is a um, Gary Oldman movie. Mm, I never saw that one. And the rest of the stuff is TV stuff, and it's mostly Swedish TV. And it's obviously Swedish. It's not a great first movie, is it? I mean, Hollywood movie. Really? It's not even... I mean, somebody's going to love it, right? So it's subjective. Somebody's going to watch that and be totally into it. And she's an empowered woman who doesn't have to give up her life for this guy. And look how capable she is. She can fly a plane and fix a broken arm and pour booze into a plane thing while she hangs off of it with no safety whatsoever. She can save him from a plane that's now falling to the bottom of the ocean. I mean, she's, she's an awesome character. So somebody's going to fall in love with her that way. Mm. I mean, not me, but <laughs> True. I get what they're going for. So, But uh, it missed the mark for me. Yeah. So uh, extras on the Blu-ray, there are some deleted scenes. That's it. It actually has like a warning that says these deleted scenes. What did it say? Like, are not completed. And like the filmmakers are not, they, they were not completed. Like it, yeah. Like it was kind of like setting you up for disappointment <laughs> if you watch them. Oh, I don't know about that. I think it's just saying, like, the special effects, so they're probably in the plane without maybe the background. Maybe that was the... We didn't watch them, but maybe they're the best part of the movie. <sighs> oh, my gosh. So let's look at what the IMDb people think. Okay. Well, this will be interesting, since we might agree with a lot of them. So explain this area of our podcast. Well, you're going to find some reviews that are, like, mm, one star, I'm guessing. And then you're going to try to make fun of how they describe this movie with loathing and disgust and hatred. But I feel like I've accomplished that already. 
So I'm not sure why you're reading these today. I'll be honest. Guy number one says, Have to be honest, I've never laughed this hard while watching a thriller. <laughs> That's how horrible it was. Is it a thriller? The, the acting was terrible. The characters were annoying AF. And the plot was absolutely ridiculous. I promise you'll hate it. Well, <laughs> on that note. Now this person says, as a comedy, it works. From the opening scenes, you get a feeling that the set direction and acting is of very low quality. It has to have been the saddest and uninspired bar scene ever made. Correct. And his apparent shed slash home slash workspace, which was a shed with a few oxygen tanks thrown in it, I think the cash was all spent on the CGI. Well, I must say, home PCs are very capable these days. They hook up on an island, she leaves, no real character development, she comes back for a wedding, runs into the guy again, they share a plane to an island, the pilot has a heart attack, luckily she had two pilot lessons and is able to keep the plane in the air. The fun starts here, where they perform aeronautical miracles, suspended the laws of physics, as they traverse the outside of the plane fixing fuel lines with duct tape, and replacing lost fuel bottles with alcohol. They land on a sandbar. This, this is very involved for a one-star review. I'm impressed. They land on a sandbar, which becomes the ocean again at high tide, and then they're rescued by a fishing boat, a pile of excrement. But it's hilarious. Yes, I want to watch this with some friends again and have a good belly laugh from that's start what, to finish. That's actually what I thought, and I am not that person. I don't laugh ironically at things that aren't supposed to be funny, because I don't have a sense of humor, so maybe this is my problem. I don't find this funny, like, oh, let's you, you just You can't find absorb. the funniness in it. No, because I, if it's, I mean, it, again, if they're trying to be funny, like in an ironic way, then I find that snotty. And if they aren't, then it's just, it doesn't work. And no, they I don't. They certainly aren't. It's not, it's definitely not supposed to be funny. And I don't sit and make fun of movies while I'm watching. I don't sit there and like out loud say, oh my God, you can't fly on the wing of that plane and whatnot. It might be going through my head, but I don't sit there and chuck it up and say it. Yuck it up. I mean, <laughs> chuck it up. So I'm not that person who would have a party just to sit there and mock the movie, but I understand what they're saying. This guy says... Ridiculous characters. I just wanted this girl to stop talking and then go and die somewhere. I'd rather watch that than watch her flip from one scene to another like a manic drunken freak. There's nothing likable about her. Just let the plane go down and put us out of our misery. I couldn't make it through. I shut it off because I couldn't. I just couldn't stop listening. I just couldn't stop hearing her freak out and didn't want to listen to it. Horrible acting. Well, I don't think it's horrible acting necessarily, but it's... Not appealing, is the way that I would put it. This this guy says, lucky pilot. He had a heart attack and didn't have to watch the rest of the movie. Oh my god. <laughs> See, when the one stars are in line with us, when the stars are aligned, we're all good, right? It's hilarious. I would like you to read a five-star review. <laughs> that's 1.5 hours of my life I'll never get back. Well, that's true, but it was your choice. All right, here comes a 10-star review. Are you ready? 10? stars yeah it's 10 stars on imdb oh my word all right this is the person who this movie touched them it's for them okay here we go i'm in i'm in i'm listening put two people on a plane that neither knows how to fly or land i was on the edge of my seat from the moment it started there were so many omg are they gonna make it moments right up until the end of the movie i enjoyed the wordplay between the actors the dialogue was great and fun a lot of the times. Some of it 
was understated in the perfect sense. Keith David really hit the mark, an actor that always gives it all to his parts. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything I didn't like. I had heard of Alison Williams, but I had never seen anything she was in. I understand why she is a high-rated actress. Alexandra Draymond is usually the best in any movie I've ever seen him in. He was outstanding. I believed his pain from an old love affair, as well as the physical pain he endured. The movie was well cast, and it was a joy to see how they endured what life was throwing at them. The best 90 minutes of my life. This movie is great. I think you'll love it. Okay, that doesn't sound like a real person. But, <laughs> I mean, I can get on board with some of that. Of course, people are going to love, love things that I don't love. Do you think it sounds like um, like there's a program that writes a good review for you? <laughs> no, I just think it's, I don't know why <laughs> no, someone you put, would write No, it's a program. You put in, like, who's in the movie, and you oh. put what it was about, and then it writes you a nice review. What's the name of that when you used, we used to do that? There was like a thing where you had a little form. I like forget robo it. Robo form or something. I don't remember, but it's yeah. a thing. That's what it feels. Like. That's what it felt like because it was too. It was there was no criticism. It was just all anyhow. <laughs> I agree with the people who said. What's the bottom line? Do we dislike or like this movie? Well, I'm going to give this movie. Let's give it our score. I'm going to give it three out of ten. Just because I like some of the CGI. Oh my gosh. I gave it a three and I thought, oh, you're going to argue with me. You're going to be like, three? That's too low. Well, so I was, was going to give it two, but then I was like, no, there was some of the visuals I kind of liked. Sure. And, you know, it's, it's t- in a nice place, like Mauritius. Yeah. Aside from that, no. <laughs> three out of ten. Yeah, I give, I'm doing the same thing. So I'm with you. All right, so I guess we didn't like Horizon Line, but you can't win them all. You cannot. So stay tuned and see if we like whatever we watch next week. You know, it could be like a, one of those or years... Or if we're so annoying because we're so down on this movie that you can't even listen to our voices ever again, yeah. that's fine too. It could, you know, like, could be a bad year for movies is what I'm saying this year. Because we're in I don't like, think that... No, 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 you're, that's bullshit. We're because in like there's, a movie drop. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If a crew of people... And a writer, writers, directors, producers, performers, set directors, if as a group they're going to make a good project, it doesn't matter what the circumstance is. People make really good films under all kinds of circumstances. This is no excuse. So I don't want to hear it. Oh. Yeah, I don't want to hear it from anybody. Oh, we couldn't do a good movie. Well, if you couldn't spend $5 billion, but you could spend a million, you still could have made a good movie. Right? You right, still can so, make a good film. So I don't want to hear anybody complaining. So get out there and make good movies, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I just think that if we start using this as a bullshit excuse, then it lets everybody off the hook for everything, and I don't think that's reasonable. So seeing as this movie is by the creators of Ten Cloverfield Lane and The Shallows, I'm going to recommend those two better movies. <laughs> because I like those two movies quite a lot. So I'll recommend those two for my recommendations. Right on. And uh, mine are uh, this year. I'm going through the 80s, and I'm still back in 1980. And my two recommendations are... Raging Bull, Superman 2. So there you go. Nice. Ace Scully stuff this week. I've been playing more Yakuza Like a Dragon. You really have. I uh, made it a part. There's this mini game in the game about managing a business, which I might have mentioned last week. But I made a point of, uh, I'm just going to finish this mini game. I'm going to be the number one business ever. And I'm going to get climb to the top and I'm going to do it. And I did it, didn't I? You did. I didn't cheat. I did look up some strategies, but That's I did. Fair. I followed the whole thing through. 
Didn't type in any cheat codes. I don't think you can do that. But I uh, got to the number one business and my reward was a new, a bunch of new stuff. New moves for my character, a new character to join me, um, a new outfit for this character. There was a bunch of stuff. It, it's kind of rewarding to go and do things in the in the thing. And the thing I'm doing now is um, the uh, university where you do all the different exams. Mm, well, good. I, fin- I finished all those exams now. So my character is the most intelligent of characters. His intelligence meter is right at the top. So uh, now I'm going to go around and do a lot of other stuff. Oh, this is what I found today. I found a Sega arcade in the game. And it's got those, you know, those like grabber machines. What do you call those? Crane. Yeah. It's got those and you can like get prizes from it. Well, I'm into that. So now I'm going to try and empty those machines. So there's just so many things to do. It's like a dragon. It's an RPG I said to you, I'd spent so much time in the business simulation part. When I actually came out of that and was walking around, I was like, wow, I forgot there was all this part of the game. There's even a racing game in it, like an actual car racing game that I right. found. I haven't even scratched the surface of that, but you upgrade your carts. It's, it's like a like a full racing game. I mean, it's Sega. They know what they're doing. So uh, like a dragon, I will recommend you that as a game to play this week. Sit to our was for dinner. What do you want? Impossible Whopper Burger. Aye. I can manage that. I'm going to have to go somewhere. But I can manage that. And what's your advice? And let's get the F out. My advice is... It's kind of loose, you know, this time. But again, I'm going to mention my age. I'm getting you know past the half century mark. Half of a century mark. I realize, I accept that I'm never going to be a person who's going to like change the world or solve any big problem or whatever. But what I can do is what I do every day. I make a decision. I'm not going to keep, I guess, because I've heard a few conversations where people are like, you know, what's the point? Why, what am I even doing? What am I even doing here? This is never going to accomplish anything. I'm never going to get anywhere. Like, where are you? What are you getting? Are you just trying to make more money? Because like you could do that. You can find a way in the world to make money. Do you think you're going to be like the person who actually changes the world? Is that your goal? I don't know. I just hear people. constantly disappointed with their life. I guess that's my point. And I have made like the decisions where I'm never disappointed with anything. Maybe this movie. I should rewind. This movie is a little disappointing. But in my life, I make a decision every day to make her do something that matters to me. Now that sounds selfish, but often those things matter to other people. I drove up to see my mother just for a day. It's a three hour drive one way. Right, so I did that in one day. Go up, spend the day, do a little some project with her, have some good food with her, and drive home because in that day that is going to matter. And I got to see my aunt Pam and her friend, and we got to look at this museum where my mom works. And you know, it was a meaningful day. It doesn't do anything, right? It's not going to solve any big problems of the world. I'm not gaining anything from it. If anything, you know, I'm spent however much money on food and gas to get there and time and, you know, don't all that stuff. But it means something. Like, I've mattered in that moment to my mother, to my aunt, to me, to the cause we're doing, which is just sort of like cleaning up this little town's museum. And then I move on. Then the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. I make enough money for us to live comfortably. I don't have a desire for more money or more travel, really. I love traveling. I love it. But I don't have this thing where, oh, I've never got to go anywhere, or, oh, I've never had a big house, or I don't have a new vehicle, or 
I don't have enough money to go buy me new clothes. I don't have any of that. I mean, I've made the decision every day to, even if my smallest thing, like today, what did I do? Watch a movie, do a podcast, check my plants, plants, my seedlings, of course. And that's it. Like, I don't need, I don't need, I don't feel the pressure to accomplish big deeds or whatever. I, is this making any sense to you? No. <laughs> Mission accomplished. So, you know, either accept that you're not going to ever change the world and that you're the one making your life what it is. I mean, there are some circumstances you have no control over. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the day-to-day life where everybody's either pissed off because they don't have the money for the car they want, but they're not willing to look in the mirror and realize why they don't have that money, you know, or the job they want, or they resent someone they know for having something they don't, all that stuff. Just, you know, make the decision, just make your life every day matter and you'll kind of take it one step at a time all right this podcast is uh served from ascully.com we have a website you can go there you can subscribe we're on twitter facebook instagram pinterest all of those places You're still doing pinterest right yeah you can uh, go to anchor.fm slash after the show that's where also where the podcast is hosted email feedback to me ascully ascully.com don't email sid talk she hates you all i don't hate anybody she hates this movie I don't hate the movie, actually. I, I'm just really not entertained, except for this conversation is entertaining. So, I mean, is that something? That's something. That's something. And stay classy, Tom Cruise in Top Gun. <laughs> a much better movie with planes in it. And the reason we say that is because I said we took a pee break or something. Or maybe I did talk during this movie because I just didn't give a shit. I said, well, one thing we know is this isn't Tom Cruise, because if it was, it would really be him on the outside of that plane. Correct. It was not. And I'm going to say, think for yourself, because if you don't, someone will do it for you.